Freddie Freeman is a Dodger. Looks good. Putting yeah, on the jersey. Um, when you're spent someplace for 15 years and you you see that chapter had got closed right then and there that I was all over the place. We wanted to come home when that door got closed. So um, my family's going to get to watch me play every day like 15 years ago. So this is pretty special. What if the story had never been told that a final offer from the Braves was withheld from Freddie Freeman during contract negotiations by his agent of all people? What if that story had never been told? You would have not found yourself in countless conversations since late June about Freddie becoming a Dodger after his agent withheld a final offer from the Braves, question mark? What if that story had never been told? How would the Dodgers lineup look today? How would the Braves lineup look today? The three-minute, eight-second mark, a can't-miss conversation about a revelation that was revealed yesterday as breaking news. And man, oh man, was it. If you're listening on Upload Day Thursday, September the 8th, yesterday, nominations for the upcoming Country Music Association Awards were announced. The leading nominee, six for her in her first year of eligibility. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and with your friends. Conversations about current events and pop culture and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Episode 292, I think, of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Um, my name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, I, You know what I can't stand? I don't know. There's so many things I can't stand. But right, here we go. Let's see, I can't stand liars. I hate liars. But um, I also can't stand, um, I called someone the other day, like for work, and their voicemail was full. Or not set up. No, it was just full. And I'm like, okay. It said, the person that you're trying to leave, and they were like, call me and, you know, well, leave me a message when you can like talk or whatever. And I did. And of course, it's like, you know, this person cannot accept a message because their voicemail is full. And I'm just thinking like, how do you operate in life with a full voicemail system? But I think it comes down to the fact that most people under the age of 40 don't talk on the phone. Everything is just done via text. So they have no idea. Like, may, may not even know it's full. Yeah, they have no idea who's like left the messages, you know, what's going on, any of that stuff. It's just kind of crazy. Um, but I'm like, that is just such a pet peeve of mine. Like, how can you operate in a business world and have a full voicemail? Like, do you just not clean it out? But then I'm also one of those people where I'm really OCD. So I cannot like, I don't understand people who have like, I used to have a friend when I looked down and she would have 43,322 emails. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what are you, what are you keeping all those for? She's like, well, you never know. You might need them. And I'm like, that's just crazy. Like, how could you find that many? So, I, I mean, I think people operate you know, differently, but I couldn't do that. Mine may very well be full right now, as a matter of fact. Your voicemail uh, or your? Uh, mm. voicemail. You Do you check it or? Yeah. No, and I leave it full on purpose. Why? So that you can't leave one. Oh, well, that's nice for people that are trying to get in touch with you. Just shoot me a text. I don't, uh, I, I've never been a fan of the phone. Never been a fan of the phone. I don't like to talk on the phone. Why is that? I just never have. I, I mean, since I was a kid, I just, I've not been a fan of the phone. And we didn't have texting back then. But if you need me, shoot me a text. And I'll get, I'll get right back to you within seconds, probably. Maybe not, but I'll try. Depends on what's going on, but I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. 
with a text, with a phone call. It's just, um, I had a phone call today with uh, uh, the, the head of a record label in Nashville. And it was a great phone call, and it went very, very well. But it was the first time I'd actually talked on the phone in, in quite some time, uh, you know, for, for business sense, anyway. Things can be done in a text message or in an email, I think. It is my pleasure uh, to formally introduce Freddie Freeman. Thank you. Freddie Freeman is a Dodger. Yeah, on the jersey. Um, when you're spent someplace for 15 years and you you see that chapter had got closed right then and there, that I was all over the place. We wanted to come home when that door got closed. So um, my family's going to get to watch me play every day like 15 years ago. So this is pretty special. What do you make of Antopolis' tears? Hmm? Antopolis' tears. Um, <laughs> I saw them. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'll say. Uh, upload day for this particular episode of the podcast is Thursday, September the 8th. We're recording on Wednesday, September the 7th. It's 5.20 p.m. Eastern Time. The story we're going to talk about right now broke about two hours ago. This podcast is recorded uh, sometimes hours, sometimes minutes before it's available for uh, download because we want it to be current. And, and we, what, what do we say in the beginning, Donna? We, we have conversations about current events and pop culture, and it's hard to do that if you take four, five, six, seven, eight days in advance, like most podcasts do. How many times have you been pulled into a conversation since June, I think, about Freddie Freeman leaving the Braves and going to the Dodgers? And then there was the allegation that Freddie Freeman's manager did not communicate a final offer from the Braves to Freddie, which it's been speculated that then caused Freddie to make the decision to go to the Dodgers because he wasn't aware of this, this offer, this final offer. And he did what? He fired his agent. We've learned within the past two hours that the radio host who started that story has retracted the statement and has apologized, saying this did not happen. Well, I'm sure he was being sued. Mid-July, the lawsuit was filed mid-July. Yeah, and had to. It's probably part of the um, lawsuit. I think he probably lost his... I'd say it's still pending right now, but that could... Not for long. That's going to be pulled off. But yeah, I mean, he didn't tell the truth. He, He... I don't understand anything about this story. I mean, because I don't, I don't understand. So Freddie Freeman fired his agent based off of something that a, yeah. a radio host said. Yes. He doesn't know. He didn't know what was really going on. He being Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Uh, apparently not. And he's, he's all but admitted that in, in conversations and in interviews since. But that can't be true if, in fact, he was told. I mean, the, the radio host said that he was actually told the offer. No, that was not the deal. Oh, I don't know. No, okay. I don't understand All right. it. All right. The radio host retracts his comments, alleging Freddie Freeman's agent, Casey Close. Remember, Casey came out and said, he made his own statement, saying this is bullshit. This, this, there was never an offer that was not communicated from the Braves to Freddie Freeman. The allegations from the radio host are that his agent, Freddie Freeman, he being Freddie Freeman's agent, Casey Close, did not communicate to Freddie one of the Braves' contract offers. Freddie Freeman fired his agent soon after, and 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 his agent came out with a statement that basically said, you know, from the onset, we were clear that, that this radio host, Doug, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B, I don't know how you pronounce that, I don't know who he is, but he, he works part-time for, like, the Pac-12 network, part-time for Fox Sports, and part-time for CBS Sports. Uh, This radio host statement was simply not true. That's what his agent maintained. Here here is the statement from the radio host. 
on June 29th. See, there's the date, June 29th. I commented on alleged circumstances surrounding Freddie Freeman's negotiations with the Atlanta Braves and his relationship with his former agent, Casey Close. While I always strive to report accurate information, I prematurely reported on these events and simply got it wrong. What? Upon further vetting of my sources, a review of the lawsuit filed against me in this matter, ding, and a direct conversation with Casey himself, I have learned that the conduct I alleged did not occur and that there is no credible basis for stating that it did. My ultimate investigation into this matter confirms that Casey Close did, in fact, communicate all offers to Freddie Freeman, and the sources I relied on were incorrect in no uncertain terms. So, but I mean, like, I guess my question is, like, Freddie comes here and is crying and is upset. Right, all that, yes. And so everyone assumes that this is because then after this radio host coming out that he wasn't aware of these offers. And, in fact, there was no offer. Right, but but no one knew that. Or Casey Close did, I guess, and people at XL Sports Management knew. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I just feel, I mean, I, I... I don't know. I mean, I feel like, and a lot of people said this, and there was an article written about it. And I like Freddie Freeman, and I wanted to believe that, again, that he genuinely wanted to stay a brave and everything and all that was going on. But I, I don't know. I think, I mean, what, what was written about him was that he's kind of using this to turn it on the Braves or something, on that organization. And so it's just coming out that there was no offer that and I and I get that maybe he's upset that the Braves didn't offer him, but they did offer him a deal yes. at a very sure. large amount. Sure. Is what and, I'm saying. And he went to the Dodgers for not a whole lot more. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. It's not that he didn't know. I mean, yes, there was no offer. I get it. The Braves didn't give him another offer, but they gave him an incredibly fair offer. And I think that's what a lot of the articles about Freddie were written that he was trying to make it out like the Braves had you know, lowballed him or not offered him anything or something had happened, you know, and that, that, that wasn't the case. They gave him an offer. He didn't want to accept the offer. And then I think he had buyer's remorse. Why would this, why would this guy though create this narrative? Why would he create I this? I don't story? know. I, maybe he got the information from somebody like on the down low and went with it. You know, I mean, I think that happens. Yeah, that's with what people. he claims. In the, in, in, that in people the jump the gun because they want to be the ones nowadays who the credit. break the news. And again, people put stuff on social media that they have no business putting out, period. Here's, I found the statement from, from Freddie's former agent. From This is shortly after the June 29th story broke. Uh, he's a principal of XL, one of three managing partners of that firm. He's represented several hundred baseball players, including Hall of Famer Derek Jeter. He tweeted June 29th. No, that's, uh, that's the radio guy. Uh, from This is uh, his agent, former agent. From the onset, we were clear that his tweet was wholly inaccurate and that we would seek legal remedies to set the record straight. He has retracted his statement in its entirety and acknowledged that he got the story wrong. We consider this matter closed. So, yes, the, the, although, this, listen, they have to hit F5 and go in and hit some button in the courts and take it out of the system. It's still pending right now, but but obviously from his his tweet today, uh, they're, they're going to consider it a closed matter because he, he he said it was all manufactured. It's never happened. And he deleted his original tweet. Yeah, and he's got ego all over his face. Now, you know, I was... 100, it's 140 characters. I was very clear before in the podcast that I'm not a huge fan of agents, and I do think that there are times when they do things that they shouldn't do. Um, I think acting... This would have been incredibly unethical, I mean, this is different than, but I do think agents, as we've said before, sometimes, 
do things behind the scenes that, while are not unethical, are probably not above board all the time um, for their clients. However, this would have been incredibly unethical and egregious if he had not disclosed an offer. And, and the thing that I couldn't understand from the onset of this conversation is there's no way he wouldn't have done it because more money is more money for him. True. In the percentage world. Yeah. So it never really made sense to be honest with you. Like what, what, what did, and there was never like a smoking gun of what this agent would gain or from not divulging yeah. this uh, offer. Your example, your very good example in, in a previous podcast was with radio agents. When you, they kind of, they horse trade. I don't know the baseball agents do, but radio agents horse trade. In other words, if you'll give Jerry McClower a job in Poughkeepsie uh, with, with iHeart, then we'll move our guy from Odyssey middays to evenings in Roanoke to make room for this personality coming in from Tampa, whatever. It, it, it's kind of a, um, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a just swap meet. That, that horse training. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's breaking news. Imagine the times, like, whether, whether you agreed with it, whether you doubted it, whether you didn't doubt it, whether you believed it, hook, line, and sinker. That since June 29th, the conversations that you've been pulled into about this story and about the ramifications of uh, Freddie Freeman, it could be argued the ramifications of the Braves, although we're hot right now and uh, tied with uh, the Mets in the, in the you know, uh, NL East right now as of uh, last night. Did you know that a lawsuit had been filed? I did not. Uh, I knew there was a threat. I think but, so. Okay. Uh, Mid-July is when it was filed. Uh, let's keep with the sports world because that's my wheelhouse, Donna, you know, real quick. Um, we talked quite a bit about the Georgia Bulldogs and the, the Oregon Ducks and then Tech played uh, Clemson in game two of the Chick-fil-A um, kickoff at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Georgia, Oregon Saturday, and then Tech-Clemson was uh, Monday Labor Day, I think. After the Dogs whooped the Ducks 49-3, to the sports editor at the largest daily newspaper in Oregon wrote this. The Ducks won't face another opponent like Georgia. There may not be one in the rest of college football. They didn't just run into a buzzsaw. The Bulldogs are whatever makes buzzsaws weep. Also wrote this, the most hyped game of Oregon season was over faster than a Georgia fan could say both syllables of dogs. Dogs. Isn't that a great line? Yeah, that's a good one. And to have the sports editor of of your, your basically your hometown paper Calling it out for just a shitty game. I think that it was. Uh, I think that that was a great game, and I think they. I think they shut down their naysayers. And we were talking about old Stetson and his girlfriend, and it didn't seem to affect him on the field. He seemed to be doing good. And she was in Charleston, in case y'all are wondering. And there was a follow up to that story. Someone told me that they, um, after I divulged all that, they went to TikTok and started doing a deep dive on it. And she posted a great video that she they had. She had a dog. I guess they had a dog together, and she took the dog, and that for him not to worry um, that whatever the dog's name was, Freckles or Pickles, teeth were clean, and she was cleaning his teeth. This is when she lived with him. It was an old video. She was cleaning Freckles' teeth with his toothbrush. And then one other thing, I know you are a sports aficionado, but someone, well, pointed, a couple out, of things, but go ahead. someone pointed out that in the previous podcast, uh-huh. she, you said something about Tech and somebody playing. It wasn't Clemson. I forgot who you said they were playing. But they actually Tech actually played Clemson, and you said they played at 3.30, but they actually played that night. No, they so, actually played the next day. So yes, so they were correcting you. Yeah, well, wasn't they were wrong too? It wasn't that night. It was. The next I think night. they said the right thing, but I might have gotten I'm it sure. wrong. All right, thank you for that correction. First play of Georgia Tech's football season was an interception at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and Georgia Tech had a ten-play, five-yard drive that included two first downs. Let that sink in one more time. Tech had a ten-play, five-yard drive that included two first 
Downs. Nominations for the Country Music Association Awards came down yesterday. And man, there's a wild card leading the nominations this year, and I love it. Here's Luke Bryan filling in for Kelly Rippa on Live with Kelly and Ryan, announcing who will be his co-host this year for the award show coming up in November. I'm bringing in old Omaha himself, Mr. Peyton Manning, is going to co-host with me. CMA's Wednesday, November 9th. It comes down to how much can you make fun of each other without, you know... But and, that's and what people are going to tune in to see. Right. And it's, it's the roasting. And when you guys break off the script, that's going to be the, the fun, public too, roasting. right? Lainey Wilson, in her first year of eligibility to be a CMA nominee and a CMA winner, is the leading nominee. This hasn't happened with anybody except for uh, three times before in the history of the CMA Awards. Glenn Campbell did it his first year. He got six nominations. Chris Stapleton. Uh, no. Brad Paisley and Casey Musgraves. Hmm. Six nominations for Lane. Who is Lainey Wilson, Donna? Can you name a song from her? Um, Other than the one you get ready to add to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. This I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, uh, is it Mama? What is it? What is it? I forget the name of it. Never Say Never. Yeah. With Cole Swindell. She had uh, Some Things a Man All to Know. Yes, that's the good one. Oh, from, uh, so good. Last year, I think. And then uh, 2021. Yep. And then um, Heart Like a Truck is her current single. And then she's also got a collab out with Hardy. Called yes. Wait in the Truck. You're going to talk about that coming up here in a little bit. Yes. Very good song. Six nominations. Lainey Wilson. That's going to be an awkward award show. Wonder where they're going to sit. Uh, they're probably right now trying to determine where they're, where they're going to sit. Mayor Morris and Well, producers want to sit them next to each Aldine. other. You know, Dick Clark Productions, I think they still do the CMAs. They, they, they want to sit them next to one another. Mm. And they'll do everything that they can to get that done. Well, that's it, a good it, idea. It would never happen, but, but that would be the biggest moment. Although that moment's going to be gone by the time November Sixth or ninth rolls around, I think it is. Luke Combs will defend his Entertainer of the Year title. Also in the Entertainer of the Year category, Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, Karen Underwood, Morgan Wallen. How about that? Morgan's back, y'all. He's back. Morgan's back. Uh, other multiple nominees include Chris Stapleton, Ashley McBride, Carly Pierce, your buddy songwriter producer Shane McAnally. First time nominees include Breland and a whole slew of folks I've never heard of. Okay. Including Walker Hayes. Okay, well, we've heard of him. I know, I said, Walker, I've heard of Walker uh, Hayes. Parker McCollum's in there as the first-time nominee. Broadcast nominees were also announced. Angie Ward from the Bull here in Atlanta gets a nomination for uh, National Personality. Angie's uh, always been very kind to me, very kind to you, and is a great personality. Also, I thought it was interesting this, Daily National. In other words, you do a daily radio show on a national platform. This is new. It used to just be weekly national, like a countdown category, and then you got, like, major market, large market, small market. This is a new category. Daily National, Bobby Bones Show, is nominated. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cast members are listed in the credits for the Bobby Bones Show. That's a lot. There's only one reason you need ten people to prop you up, even on a nationally syndicated level. There's only one reason. Um, let's see, what else? What is that? Um, <coughs> the, the reason is this. You shouldn't have to resort to a zoo, a morning zoo type format. If you're a, a successful, Bobby's talented. Bobby's super talented and deserves his nomination. But you should be able to carry 70% of the show yourself. And if you can't do it, you can't clearly. If you've got 10 people behind the scenes, and they're all, they're, most, I bet eight out of 10 have mics. It's like this, I, I don't listen, but we don't get it here in Atlanta. I've heard the show before. He puts on a great show, but 
you don't have to have all these support characters on the air with these crazy nicknames and things. Just do your show. Be you. Do the. It's called the Bobby Bone Show for a reason. But I think people get bored with just hearing one voice now. And you I don't also have to think have one voice, just one. You can have three. Three's three's a nice round number. It's not a round number at all. But mic one, mic two, mic three. Not mic one through ten. I think it's different now because I think there's so much that you have to do on a morning show. I mean, you have to do social media, and you have to do. And I just don't know that a lot of people can do all of that and do a show at the same time. I mean, I think Bobby Bones could do it, but it takes away from the show. If he's scrolling Facebook and screening calls and, you know. Editing tape and, Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it is, but it can be done. They're going to be good this year. I think this is the first year it will be kind of like they're really back with um, post-COVID. Full boat since COVID where everybody's, you know, good. Not in masks, not sitting far apart from each other. Not all that. I I want to talk about for a minute, like, um, we didn't have this on here, but I, this just fascinates me. Like, have you been reading these Kanye things that he's been putting up on Instagram, Kanye uh-huh. West, about Kim Kardashian? This is from his verified account. So he's like putting stuff up about, because now he's back on a tear about he should be able to decide if you recall that, you know, Kanye West and Kim have kids together and they have divorced and originally it was going to be amicable and then Pete Davidson was involved and then it wasn't amicable and now Pete's out of the picture and I think he's like, trying to stir the pot again and so literally stirred the pot he tw- he put up on instagram the other day just out of the blue kim has diarrhea a lot like way more than a normal person should have why do you why would you feel the need to put that on oh, i don't know why that but and then she evidently are, are you questioning whether or not she has diarrhea no i'm questioning his i mean not his motive or why he would do that why people do this stuff and then so he he also includes as a, you know we slide over for pictures a text, of course, their personal text. So he puts up here. She puts, please stop posting our private text messages on Instagram. And he says, bitch, pardon my language, I know you texting this from the toilet. And his line is, this is co-parenting. I just think it's crazy. I mean, just like, you just never know what's going to come out of these two. Literally, front end or back end. Tell you what. There's a buy right now at Gallery Furniture for $249 that is regularly priced at $999. $249 right now. Regular price nearly $1,000. That's uh, what, 70% off, Donna. This is a sofa. This is a national brand. The sectional is $399 right now. Normally, the sectional is $1,299. Why Cadillac Jack? Why Donna Jack? Is the price so low? There's a reason why. And I'm going to tell you right now. You would be better spent going to gallery furniture right now and buying your dog a dog couch for $249 than you would a a, a dog bed at a, a, a pet store. Because they're going to eat it. They're going to tear it up. Here, here's what happened. Donna hit F8. And she meant to hit F6 or something. I don't know. And they got a truckload of white. White sofas mm. and white sectionals. I was up there this week, and I said to Donna, how, "How do I pitch this? How, how do we? How do we? How do we sell white couches?" Well, people couches? love white couches. I love a white couch. Well, but you can't have kids. You can't. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you you don't want a white couch or a white sectional. Yes, in my dreams, in my next life, I, right. I would have a white. So couch. I said, how, "How do we pitch this, Donna?" And she said, "You pitch it very honestly, and that is save seventy percent on a very well constructed couch." A national name brand couch. 
and go buy you a cover for $24.99 at Walmart or Target and make it your own. Consider this the base, the canvas. $3.99 for a sectional, you can't go wrong. Where do you need a couch right now? Think about it. You, you could use a couch, right? Add in $19.99 for, for, for a cover. At, at Walmart, where do you get a cover, Donna? You get what, Target, Walmart, where else? Uh, uh, anywhere they sell covers is where you get one. Or if you just need an extra couch. Like, people need couches in their playrooms. They need right. couches. And so for $2.49, you can have one. Yeah, and I mean, the kids can crawl all over it. But know, that's the thing; it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a dog bed. I mean, I guess it could be a dog bed, but you could like, you could make it a kids' thing, cover it up the same way, like you were saying. But um, that's a pretty that's pretty cheap for. Uh, that's very cheap. I've that's never a, heard of that. That price has never been offered before. Gallery furniture two forty nine um, for a sofa, three ninety nine for a sectional, and they have plenty of them. Again, Donna hit F F six, and she meant to hit F four. No, and I think the bigger lesson from this is that she gets shipments all the time from big box retailers that you are probably shopping at, and you would be paying way, 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 way more than what she's charging for this furniture if you walked into any of those places because they have overstock just like everybody else. But guess what? They're not going to sell you their overstock for cheap. They're going to sell it to you at the top of the top. Retail, yeah. Top retail. So, um, again, we've said it before and we'll continue to say it. Donna has amazing furniture. She also has furniture that you're going to see on the floor <coughs> in the showrooms of many big box retailers. And she has some of those pieces. So, don't count her out. Like, if there's something this that. She's one of those. Yeah. If you've seen something somewhere and you're like, well, I'd like to get it, but they're not going to have that at gallery, you might be actually surprised um, what she has up there. So, just some beautiful furniture. I've said before, if you're following along on Instagram, you can see some of the great pieces. Someone texted me the other day and they said, I cannot believe this sectional that she has out there. It was like this really, really pretty, like gray kind of um, beige. I call it grayish. I love a grayish theme um, sofa. And they were like, this looks like something that would be in like our house or Pottery Barn or some of those places. And they couldn't believe the price. So again, if you've never shopped at Gallery before, do not let what you think it's going to be um, color your decision. Go up there and take a look and make sure you check out all the pieces that they have. With the couch, the sofa, and the sectional, you get the comfort, you get the quality. You get it in white though. You change that. It's, it's the canvas. It's the base. You buy $1,000 in living room furniture, you get an area rug for free. That's Donna's gift to you. Uh, they have them on this huge roll cart I saw when I was walking uh, into the showroom. Uh, they have 8x6s. They have 5x7s. Uh, Those may be picture uh, frame sizes. I don't know. But they have just rugs of every size, different designs, Donna, different colors, different sizes. They have rounds. They have squares. They have rectangles. You pick the area rug you want to take home with you for free as a gift from Donna. At Gallery Furniture, when you buy $1,000 in living room furniture, at Gallery Furniture today. It's worth the drive from wherever you listen to this podcast. Gallery Furniture on Instagram, a great follow, at Gallery Furniture, G-A, at Gallery Furniture, G-A. Thank you, Donna and Marilyn and Shane and everybody at Gallery Furniture for your support of the podcast. Also, Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford, G-A.com. Fayetteville Ford, a... Partner of us, radio and podcast lanes. Lifetime powertrain warranty is what you're going to get. Lifetime powertrain warranty, Fable Ford. There you go. Got a lot of jack for Fable Ford. Simply different. Simply different. That's what they are. Simply different. All right. It's hearty time. Get it? Hearty time. I like it. It's not party time. It's hearty time. Well, you know, I'm a big hearty fan. You're obsessed with hearty. Oh, that I'm obsessed. I was talking, when I was up at Gallery, I had a conversation with Shane about hearty. He loves hearty. Matter of fact, he's, he's told us, sold out two shows at the Georgia Theater in Athens in December. Yep. Um, I knew about that one. So, 
Um, I am, I'm not, I don't know that I'm obsessed with him, but I think he is, uh, compl- forget about the way he looks. I know you and Charlotte had that discussion and his jorts and everything. Um, but he's an amazing songwriter. And, um, I think that he has outdone himself on this latest one that he, um, has Lainey Wilson on and it is called, what's Wait it called? Truck. Wait in the truck. And basically the premise of it, I'm just going to tell you, if, and, and I think pretty much everybody by now, if you haven't seen the video too, I mean, that really, it'll blow you away. Like he acts in this video and he doesn't have on his jorts, so don't worry. Um, but it's pretty powerful. I mean, the whole thing, the song. Um, so basically what it is, is it t- tells the story of, it's like a revenge. Um, there's, he come, he's driving in his truck and he comes upon a girl um, who's just kind of like, he's a truck driver. And he comes upon a girl and she's like, beaten up kind of on the road did they know each other part of this nope so he picks her up and he didn't ask any questions he didn't ask a whole lot of what happened um and he he just asked her where's the person that beat you up and so she tells him where to go and they go to the house and that's where the whole part says you know that's whole the whole premise of the song is wait in the truck um so she waits in the truck and then he goes in and should we play the hook maybe yeah let's play the hook I didn't load her down with questions That girl had been through enough I just threw it in drive Looked in those eyes and asked her where he was I don't know if he's an angel Cause angels don't do what he did He was hell-bent to find a man behind All the whiskey scars I hear All the whiskey scars I hear, that's a great line so many it's great, a great lines. Line. You know what he said about the song is he says, "The topic isn't talked about a lot. There are things that often happen behind closed doors. This one is going to start a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have, but it is our job as artists to sing about things that people are sometimes scared to talk about. Domestic abuse is a fragile subject. I hope this song brings light to a situation um, that is more common than we'd like to admit. I love this line for the abusers. I hope this song haunts them, haunts them. For the victims, I hope they know that they're not." alone the song was written by um hardy hunter phelps jordan schmidt and renee blair and he said it's his favorite song that he's ever written and i think that there are a lot of layers to this guy and i'm you know listen i'll get off the hardy train but um you know he went to jared you know it's like i mean like that's a frivolous song you know he went to old he went to old miss i went to wherever you know just the, the lyrics from that song just cracked me up but this song is very powerful. The video is great. And um, I think he's much more evolved than everybody gives him credit for. He's getting ready to get married. He is a great fiance. I think he's going to be a great husband. I think he's going to be a great dad one day. And he's an amazing songwriter. It's, it's, it's going to be a controversial song. Yeah, and it there, is. There, there are songs like this that country radio has uh, dealt with and, and quabashed even in the past. Uh, or, or let through. Uh, some examples, Red Red Top. From Tim McGraw. Yep, talking little, about abortion. The little girl from John Michael Montgomery. Remember that one? Yep, Martina little, McBride. Independence Day, I think. Yep, yep. yep. That was so, a big one about abuse. Keeps its bullet uh, mm. this week. Top five on country sales right now this week. 54 ads. Uh, plenty more on the way. Best start at radio for Hardy. So, good pick, good pick. Good yeah, pick. that's a good one. Good I mean, pick. good in a bad way, but good. Right, right. Well, Unnecessary. Yeah, the, 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 well, but I think it brings up a very good point. There are songs that, that, that many genres would never touch. Hardy and all the other folks, the ladies and fellers that you mentioned there, Miss Donna. All right, what about you? I got nothing. What? I got nothing. I got nothing. You don't have a song, Dad? I don't. You know, we bumped Spotify hype song uh, from last episode because we were running long. I was going to do a Luke Combs ad because we did we had the Luke Combs story. 
from Bangor, Maine, last episode. And and so pick a pick a look, spin spin your wheel around. Oh, I love the new one. What uh, the love we made? I think. Yes, yeah, so it? good. He's another one. You know, to write songs like that, you, you have to be slightly. Uh, you're in tune. You're in tune with your uh, with your love. You're in tune with your. What's going on? Him and that Nicole are happy. They got this new little baby. I love that song. Hey, he's a good. I mean, I think that's what I find fascinating about some of these men that they come off as these big burly, redneck boys who are out of tune. But I think they're actually the opposite. I think that I think the new in tuned man could possibly be Luke Combs, a big burly redneck man, like a Hardy or something. That you know, or a Carhartt. Maybe that they like. Um, they're kind of the new Renaissance men. You know, they can do it all. Last episode, we didn't have the audio from the the. the we had the Friday night show where the two boys, uh, Luke gave them the cash back for their tickets. We did not have audio at that time about him announcing to the, the crowd that he was refunding their tickets. I have that now for you. Back to 22 seconds here. Hey, this is Luke Combs. We made a hundred bucks stacking five cords of wood. What I think it should be for you guys having to pay for it. So we're going to put on the best free show we can put on. He started he started tearing up. Yeah. Announcing to the crowd he's refunded their money. He's the one getting teared up because he just he did not want to cancel. He felt bad about that. Yeah, no, I think I, th- I hear again, we talked about it on the last podcast. I think he is every man. I think he's every person who's ever had to, you know, pull out cash out of the ATM to go see your favorite artist when you know it's going to make you overdrawn. And I just think he's he has not lost sight of where he came from. And I think that's great for an artist because that's what makes them so relatable. on a Cracker Barrel. I like that. During the length of that rejoinder. If you were to win a trip to awesome Alpharetta for ladies only, what would the combination be? All right, you got uh, you got mom-daughter, right? We'll start there. Mom-daughter, like you and, and Charlotte and Olivia could spend the weekend in awesome Alpharetta. Yeah, I think right. you know, there's always people doing, um, taking daughters and their friends for like birthday parties or just, you know, events where you've got a whole group of girls. You could do a couple of moms and then their daughters and do... You know, the daughters can have a good time. The moms can have a good time. You can also take your mom out. Um, if you have the opportunity and your mom, I wish my mom could still like get out and do things. If you're lucky enough to have a mom where you can still get out and do some things, what a great place because, you know, you can shop, you can eat lunch, you can see artwork, you can see live music, you can stroll all kinds of different streets to see different things. Um, it's, it's just an easy way. Free parking. You can pull them up to the front, drop them off, go park for free and come back and have a great day. Um, it could be two sisters. Do a sister's weekend. You know, if you um, are, you have a sister that maybe lives a little bit further away, invite her down to Alpharetta and get out. It could be a friend's weekend. Great food, great drinks, great shopping in, in any of the three shopping districts here in Alpharetta. Live music, we talk about that all the time. Uh, attractions and uh, off-the-beaten-path activities to to satisfy the entire group because that's the challenge, I would imagine, Donna, when you get a group of women together. Yeah. Not everybody wants to do the same thing, right? No, you got Helen who wants to like right. lay by the pool and Jeannie who wants to go chase men at the bars and you got, 
you know. Who else is in your friend group? Lisa, who's going to just be. What's she doing? She's just out there arguing on the porch with her husband all day on the phone, trying to get her kids straight. That's always a Debbie Downer. You don't want that person to come because you just want to have a good time. Like, leave him alone. He can take care of these kids. Um, but there's plenty of stuff to do. So that that's true. Like, you can, if somebody wants to go eat or if somebody wants to have a little happy hour, somebody wants to take a nap, if somebody wants to get a spa treatment, if somebody wants to go clothes shopping, if somebody wants to pick up clothes for their husband themselves, there is so much to do in Alpharetta. We have a great, great place to come and do all of those things. The Woodhouse Day Spa uh, right now for you at Avalon. Oh my Your gosh. Store. And here's the thing about Woodhouse. You know how some spas are just transactional spas. Like, and I don't mean like the places like maybe you or other people attend, like where they rub your feet and do weird things. But like, this is like... Hey, stop right there. Uh, you know, no, no, where no, like no, the no, men no, go. No, 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 no. I've never been to a place where there have been unsavory things done during a massage. Right? Okay. Well, but like people do go to those. Nor has it been offered. Okay, well, people do go to those. The Woodhouse is like the most beautiful spa. I never knew this. Um, Olivia was so kind to give us um, gift cards one year for a massage there. And I did not book myself enough time. And this is like a full-blown spa where you go in and you get the cucumber water. And Change you, into your robe. You get your robe and you get your little slippers. And they have that relaxation room where like, I just want to move into that room. You know, finally, you know how like, because they're so nice at a spa. They're not going to come and say like, okay. Your punch cards up, lady. It's time to go home. But what they do is they come out a couple of times the and they're like, out. well, they're like, do you need anything? And you're like, no, 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 no. You're just like on your 15th glass of cucumber water because you really don't want to go home to whatever is going on. Right. Like screaming kids or no, whatever. Husband. They'll go home to your husband. So, well, not that. But like, so then they come out and they rearrange the magazines and they're like, you sure you're okay? And you're like, okay, this is my cue. I got to go back to my locker and get my dang shoes back on. Get out of my like cucumber flip flops because it's time to go home. But they have the most amazing services, and this is a full-blown, beautiful spa. Take a scent blending workshop at Indie House Modern Fragrance Bar. One of my favorite love things. This place. I love this, and the person that owns this, um, Carrie, is a, a friend, and they do personalized fragrances. And what that means is you can go and, you know, there's some fragrances that maybe are too strong for you or you're allergic to them. You're literally going to create your own perfume and you do different notes and different, like if you're a big lavender person, if you're a patchouli person, if you're a sandalwood person, and you're going to create your own signature scent here. This is a great thing to do with daughters. It's also a great thing to do for like, um, you know, team building, again, a girl's night out, a bachelorette type of thing. You get a beautiful bottle of perfume to bring home and they also have other products they are super high line perfumes and colognes that you've probably never even heard of or seen sold before because it's just such great product get to a friendly competition at main event top golf fairway social or dave and busters uh, dance and drink at roaring social um 200 dining options 250 shops and three district shopping districts book a room at alfredo's 30 modern and upscale hotels Centrally located, convenient to shopping, dining, and fun things to do. You can do that on your own at awesomealpharetta.com. Or you can win a two-night girlfriend's getaway to Alpharetta. And we'll put a link in the letter this Saturday uh, so you can view the Girls Getaway Guide to Alpharetta brochure. There's actually like a like a brochure you pick up like at the, the State Line uh, Welcome Center. You know, with all the whitewater rafting ones, there's one now for Alpharetta. And, and specifically, the Girls Getaway Guide to Alpharetta. The getaway package uh, for one lucky winner includes two-night weekend stay, a two-bedroom suite at Sinesta ES Suites, Atlanta, Alpharetta, North Point, dinner or drinks or whatever you want at the Cape Restaurant and Beach Bar. Love the Cape, right across from me. $100 gift card to Food Terminal, $100 gift card to Roaring Social, 
$100 gift card to Dress Up Boutique. $100 gift card to Maker's Market at Avalon. $100 gas gift card to get you here and back. $50 gift card for wine tasting at Painted Horse Winery, Alpharetta Tasting Room and Wine Bar. $50 card for brunch and tea at the Ginger Room. $50 card for Lolly and Pops. And an awesome Alpharetta swag bag. I mean, that's amazing. 50 bucks. Total amazing. prize, about $13.50. For instructions, directions on how to win this girlfriend's getaway weekend to Alpharetta, head to awesomealpharetta.com. Play a while. Stay a while. Find your awesome in awesome Alpharetta. Pop Pete for this episode, Jody, Jody Jones, Double J. Uh, Caddy wanted to ask you if you have heard of Jason Bird. He is a retired Tallahassee firefighter turned country singer-songwriter. He played for a law enforcement appreciation barbecue last Saturday night. And I thought it was the real deal. Old traditional country music. He's played with uh, George Jones and Mark Chesnut before. Look him up at Jason Bird. That's with a Y. JasonBirdMusic.com. His current single is number 74 on the streaming services. Hope you're doing well. I love that. I love when people find new artists. So thank you, uh, Jody, for the recommendation. And I'll check him out. JasonBirdMusic.com. B-Y-R-D. And thank you, Jody, for your support of the My Second Act podcast. We're grateful for pod support from Brightmore Healthcare, Brightmore Hospice, and T-Mobile. Home internet for 50 bucks a month with T-Mobile. When you fly Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline explorer over 250 episodes of the My Second Act podcast, 292 now. When seated safely and comfortably, just engage the infotainment system and explore three seasons of My Second Act hype song playlist. Every episode we've done, Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act Podcast state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. Brands you know depend on and trust like Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. Join me weekday afternoons for the afternoon ride with Cadillac Jack on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. Listen anywhere in the world when you download the free Bear app anywhere. You grab your apps, search for The Bear 92.5. Uh, music is our primary classification by Apple Podcasts. And we continue, thanks to you and your loyalty and thanks to you and your support of this podcast, we strike uh, real estate in the top 100 every week in the music and also in the entertainment news categories with Apple Podcasts. Uh, there are about 10,000 music podcasts in the world. There's like 60,000 entertainment news podcasts in the world. That's crazy. And of both of those categories, 60,000, we're in the top 100. About 10,000 in music, we're in the top 100 every week. We cannot thank you enough for that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, audio for this episode from uh, Hardy and uh, Big Loud Records is his label, I believe. What else yes. do we have? I, I, I passed on my song. Uh, Luke Combs on Instagram. We had uh, Luke Bryan filling in for, for Kelly Rippa. That would be ABC TV and live with Kelly and Ryan. Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen, production assistants from Steve Mitchell, and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, wherever you consume your podcast. Get it for free. On Tuesdays and Thursdays. Then there's the third episode that we just added. You can only get it on the YouTube channel, the Caddy Jack and Donna Jack YouTube channel, 6 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday evening. It's My Second Act, the Saturday show. Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Come on in, Bubba the Bear. Tell everybody hello. Bubba wants to say hi to everybody. No, sir. No, sir, Bubba the Bear. No, sir. It's the, it's the fun. Fun Bubba the Bear. Bubba, we want. That's my boy. <laughs>